This is the Andres Segovia Show. Hey everyone, I'm Andres. Welcome to another episode of the program. Today's topic is rent control. Back on September 27, 2022, and I covered this topic a lot, but I wrote something for my website uh, entitled How Rent Control Hurts Renters and I included in a video essay by um, by Mr. Stossel here about how rent control ruins neighborhoods. A pretty good piece there, and I recommend you check it out. This link will be available in the video in the show notes to cover this episode of www.discover.com. Uh, but the reason I'm highlighting this and telling you this, and I told you so, is because in California, a couple of election cycles ago, the California residents voted no on Proposition 10 that would have instituted rent control in the state of California. And that's after we voted it down numerous times before. But Gavin Newsom and all his wisdom uh, signed AB 1482, which installed a statewide rent cap in the state of California. Now, the the term rent control is used very loosely, and I try to highlight the differences between that. So I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible. Okay. When people are talking about rent control, they're talking about the state controlling how much rents you can charge. In this case, we have a, a what you consider a price cap, a rent cap. Let me highlight a couple of differences when it comes to rent control, because when people say rent control, they mean everything from a rent cap to what Los Angeles has, which is a rent stabilization ordinance. Um, and I've already spoken to what the, the rent stabilization ordinance is and what it entails on previous episodes, but let me just give you the bullet points. Currently, in the state of California, the residents here have voted down rent control at every level every time it was proposed. So propositions that came up with the most recent one being Proposition 10, we said no to rent control. Not one year later after we shot down Proposition 10, Governor Gavin Newsom signs Assembly Bill 1482 that puts basically almost all of California under a statewide rent cap. So there's a uh, a limit to how much you can raise the rent for, which is why some people label all this rent control. That's not what Los Angeles has. They don't just have a rent cap and you raise the rent on a rent schedule. They have different departments that manage and observe your property. We're talking about housing. We're talking about a community development. And we're talking about the involvement of uh, building and safety and to some extent, or the worst yet, would be code enforcement. And on top of that, on top of that, there are also programs for uh, certain tenants where they can access. It's, it's a weird name. It's called REAP. It's called Rental Escrow Account Program. It's basically attorneys for tenants to go on a so-called rent strike. So besides all that and a tribunal, which is paid for by the property owner, uh, because of the way LA set it up, that is a rent stabilization ordinance where you're policed to the max, limited entirely what you can do with your own property and they institute what is called just cause evictions. So if the property owner needs his property back, you can't just evict a tenant. And there's a lot of other complexities that are included there. And after 2020, uh, for about two years thereafter, it, it expired this year, a property owner could not raise their rents or evict anybody, especially if they haven't paid any back rent, even though it was owed and the tenant moved out, your SOL. It's amazing the draconian measures that are in, in Los Angeles that are trying to be instituted throughout California. Now, look, LA is not the only city in the state of California that has an RSO. There's multiple cities that have instituted it since AB 1482. Los Angeles is just the oldest example that we have here because they've had rent control for decades. 
And the purpose of rent control, as they line up, they say the rent is too damn high. So we got to keep rents low and keep homelessness in check because, you know, if you can't live in a home, you're living on the street. That's the argument. So why is it that Los Angeles has the highest rents and also is the homelessness capital of the country? If it hasn't worked, why are we going to blanket across the state? I warned you before, before AB 1482, that if we get uh, anything, it will never be enough at a state level. So even though we as the majority voted down no rent control in the state of California, we have AB 1482 that was rammed through by the legislator and signed by Governor Newsom that put rent control, basically trying to give tools to um, tenants and such to and other uh, local municipalities that didn't have an RSO tools to control the pricing of rent. And then, of course, the erosion of single family zoning uh, and of the supposed encouragement of trying to build ADUs that I covered recently on this program again is just trying to create a this this uh, more housing that can be controlled by the state. So that's what I argue in all this, uh, because it was never enough to have all these things in place, even the draconian measures that the state took, including the country, mostly the state, the, the counties and cities against property owners that in some cases up until this year were not allowed to raise rents on their properties. And in the case of LA, they're saying you still can't raise rents until 2024. The insanity knows no ends, but they want more of this. And who's they? Tenant activist groups. They want more of this. They want it officially at the state level because they want to eliminate Costa Hawkins, the last remaining bastion of protection for property owners in this state, where it says that you cannot raise you cannot put rent control on buildings that were built in this case the moving goalposts now 15 years ago so from this recording 15 years ago those properties cannot be under rent control so any new buildings that are being put up for rent are not under rent control they don't qualify well now we have the justice for renters act this thing got enough signatures to appear on a 2024 ballot so it's a proposition that will be up for voting they haven't assigned the number just yet but it does qualify to appear on the ballot they got it pretty quick let me read to you some of the so-called fact sheets, and I'll debunk some of these things as quickly as I can. I've talked about it before, so I'm going to be leaving a link to the, the blog post that I made and anything else that I reference here, uh, including this website. So the Justice for Renters Act fact sheet says the Justice for Renters Act removes the ban on rent control in California, giving local communities the right to stabilize rents and make apartments more affordable for low-income and middle-income renters. Huh? Eliminates the California statewide ban on rent control. There is no ban on rent control. We have rent control. It's a rent cap in California. We've had it through AB 1482. They're referring, as I mentioned, Costa Hawkins, because by removing that, any property built from 15 years from this, from 2023, rewind 15 years, those cannot, any new building cannot be under rent control. They're saying this is the ban on rent control. So once you eliminate that, now you have uh, a rent cap on everything. Next point, allows local governments to help renters stabilize their rent and prevent skyrocketing increases year after year. What do you mean? Ever since AB 1482, we have Pomona, Santa Ana, High, Bell Gardens. This is just an example of, of Southern California folks. Um, Glendale, Burbank, uh, Hawthorne. How many more cities? I, I don't know. But the point is we have many more cities with their own rent stabilization ordinance. What do you mean it will allow them when they can already do it? It's just up to the city council. 
Next point, helps local governments address one of the root causes of homelessness, skyrocketing rents and unaffordable housing. Really? I just mentioned that LA has the oldest example, or at least the, one of the oldest examples of rent control in the state of California, and we have the highest rents of the land, including the highest number of homelessness there. How has that worked? It hasn't. They keep harping on the same points, and it doesn't meet those ends. It does the exact opposite. Can the Justice for Renter Act help address skyrocketing rents? The Justice for Renters Act will remove the ban on rent. There is no ban. See how they repeat it? This is called social engineering. It gives local communities the rights to expand rent control and stabilize rents. No one's stopping them. It's just the city council. Making neighborhoods more affordable for low-income and middle-income renters. That's not true. Current law prevents local governments from expanding rent control, leaving renters at the mercy of corporate landlords and skyrocketing rents few people can afford. Another flat-out lie. Look, they've already they've already got enough signatures to get us on the ballot, so we can't undo this. All we can do is vote no on it whenever it's assigned, and you best believe I'm going to be covering it. So this is ridiculous. Everything that they're saying is the same arguments they used over and over again. And yet, if that wasn't the case, why did all these other cities, at least a couple of dozen cities in Southern California alone, instituted RSO after AB 1482, which was signed in October 2019, went into effect January 2020? How convenient. And then we got lockdowns and property owners were not able to raise any single rent for three years running in this in the case of the city of los angeles and even though the emergency order is lifted you cannot raise the rent into 2024 you tell me how it's being unfair to tenants not to mention they can't collect the rent some of those tenants up and left and the property owners have somehow tried to file a small uh, a lawsuit in a small claims court and the, and the courts are all backed up not to mention eviction courts that are all backed up oh man can the Justice for Renters Act address the increase in homelessness in California? Yes, the Justice for Renters Act will allow local communities to stop skyrocketing rents that have displaced tenants and left many homeless. A recent study shows that nearly 5% increase in rent, 2,000 more people fall into homelessness. This is a flat-out lie, folks. Flat-out lie. Again, Los Angeles. Oh. Who supports the Justice for Renters initiative? Pro-renters, social justice, veterans, and senior groups support the Justice for Renters. Yeah, speaking generalities. How does the Justice for Renters uh, Act impact current law? Current law bans local government from expanding rent control in California. It's a lie and allows for rents to be increased up to 10% every year. That's the statewide rent cap, 1482. It also allows for rents. So what do you mean? You mean you shouldn't be able to raise rent at all because it allows 10%. That's the statewide rent cap. That is a rent control uh, um, attribute here that a tenant, uh, that a property owner cannot raise the rent above that. And when they say 10%, it's not true either. It is 5% plus the consumer price index. In other words, inflation. And it's capped at 10%. So when AB 1482 passed, they were only able to raise the rent at 8% wherever there was no RSO. But if there's an existing RSO like Los Angeles, as I mentioned, or Santa Monica or San Francisco, they control it. The, the state level is just the basis for it. This is why rents are too expensive for average person for the average person. If the Justice for Renters Act passes, it will lift the ban on rent control. There is no ban and allows local governments to stop skyrocketing rents. Stop lying to people this is they always lie okay because they play on your emotions and here's the thing i've always wondered how the heck is this i do not understand why this aids healthcare foundation is constantly pushing rent control aids healthcare foundation 
The two things have no correlation. What the heck did they have anything to do with this? They've been pushing for this. Every single time Rent Control Initiative was there, they're the funders. They keep pushing it. That's not a tenant activist organization, or are they? Under the guise of an AIDS healthcare foundation? Isn't this a misappropriation of funds? I don't get it. Next time, I'll have to address this because they say housing is a human right. When they use the argument, any of these people use the argument, housing is a human right. What they actually mean is you have to subsidize it. I'll be covering this in the months to come. So to make sure you don't miss out on anything, remember to like, share, subscribe, stay in the know. Follow me across the socials, underscore Andres Segovia on Twitter, X, everywhere else, at the Andres Segovia. Everything, the references, the show notes are available at www.theindressegovia.com. I'll see you in the next one.